0: Welcome to the Qubit Guy podcast, brought to you by Classic, the quantum algorithm design company. My name is Yuval, and my guest today is Connor Teague, president and quantum futures, a quantum computing talent agency. Connor and I talk about the shortage in quantum talent. When should employees apply for a job? What should students do to prepare themselves for the quantum market? And much more. We hope you enjoy this episode please let us know how we did by emailing hello at classic.io, that's hello at classiq.io. Hello, Connor, and thanks for joining me today. Great to be here, Yuval. So who are you and what do you do?
1: My name is Connor T. I'm president at Quantum Futures. We're a specialist quantum computing talent partner, and... What that means, and our, our mission is, is pretty simple, it's to help and support the quantum computing um, ecosystem grow and scale their talent through um, the acquisition of our services. So we work with VC and PE-backed startups, uh, government-funded uh, businesses, global enterprises, well, one one or two at the moment, and we enable them to build and scale their quantum computing teams in their chosen timeframes. So we help resolve the talent acquisition challenges by working closely in partnership with, with them to, I guess, determine the best way um, for them to reach their desired outcomes. Um apart from that, with the, the acquisition side, we also work with them on their retention piece as well, which um, is becoming more and more of a challenge, especially with the competition coming through the ranks. And um, yeah, it's something I'm working closely with with our, um, with our a few of our clients at the moment. But yeah, that's a bit of a, a roundup on myself. I guess, yeah, my, my role in the business, I... I work closely both with our candidates and our clients. So making sure we're we're understanding what our clients' challenges are facing with them searching for the right talent, why haven't they been able to find the right person coming into the business, but also working closely with our candidates, working what they're looking for, well, understanding what they're looking for next. I think uh, a lot of the time quantum computing businesses, just focusing on their requirements rather than what the requirements are for the candidates. And that's where I really like to paint the picture of what the people we're working with on a candidate side of what they're looking for, really f- trying to find that out and then positioning their profile in a way to maybe prospective clients or clients we're already working with to say, look, this person's looking for this in a position. Do you have something that you could potentially open up right now, or is that something in your roadmap? Because then we're getting a little bit more of a not every well not one size fits all piece basically. So um yeah, that's that's the bit I really enjoy doing.
0: If you read the newspapers, there seems to be a talent shortage in quantum computers. Yes. I saw a McKinsey um, estimation that in a few years it's going to be almost a two to one ratio between open positions and people who are available to fill these positions. Mm -hmm. So is it real news or fake news? What are you seeing? Is there a talent shortage? (laughs)
1: Um, It's definitely real news that there is, that there is a shortage. Um, Two to one, I I guess that looks and sounds right um, at the moment. Um, There is there is, there's, there's going to be more of a demand of different functions of a quantum computing business, more demands in terms of expanding their product, expanding their marketing functions, their financial, their admin, slash office managers. Um, I believe there's going to be a trend in finding people with traditional data science background coming into it as well. So I think once businesses start to um, lean this way, then I think the, the talent shortages may um, decrease. But the fundamentals of trying to find individuals within the quantum mechanics, algorithms, quantum hardware, I still feel there's going to be a, a gap, um, a significant gap in the market for a while.
0: I believe your company operates in multiple continents. So do you see the shortage as primarily in Europe or primarily in the US? Is it focused on hardware or software or marketing? Could you give me a little bit of a sense of where you see the most acute shortage?
1: Um, Yeah, so we we operate in in North America, the UK, and in in Europe. In Europe, we work across the Netherlands, uh, Germany, and Spain. Um, Speaking to a few members of the team, it's it's pretty robust that that we're all finding it tough on certain positions. Um as a kind of case study, seven months ago we couldn't find people within the quantum hardware side to it. The people who are experimenting on the, the the devices, building devices. Huge, huge shortage, and there was a bit of a um, a demand from our clients finding this and I don't think we placed one position in about three months on it. Um, fast forward to October, November, December time. It was one of our kind of, well, our, our best for three months in placing people on the hardware side. Uh, we tried to work out what it was, why the increase in people um, looking for positions. Couldn't put a finger on it. It was just how the market goes, just how it's just pivoted in a way where that, that it's just happened. And that also comes down to and we, we, we did a salary benchmarking guide. Um we found there was a fifteen percent decrease on salary for for our hardware folk and a fifteen percent increase on our quantum algorithms roles that we're working on. And um we did that back in going to where the data was kind of formed around July, August time, then it was released a few months after. And already that data was pretty out of date. Um the hardware people were already catching up and their their level of um kind of salary expectations were, were being met to the quantum algorithm side to it, which was good to see.
0: When I look at the job postings, um and, and we certainly been have, have been posting our own jobs, sometimes it's hard to find candidates that fill the entire Set of requirements. So you may have, um, and so companies have turned into, well, how can we train people? Um, And my question is for instance, on the software side, would you prefer finding a really good software engineer and teaching them about quantum computing? Or would you prefer a um, PhD in quantum information science or a PhD in physics and say, we'll teach you how to program? is that a uh, is that a real question is that a relevant question for companies that you're seeing
1: um it, it is a relevant question it it comes down to how much time does this person do you have to to train this individual are they going into an environment where they can upskill themselves in this and if so great go for the person that is a great software developer and then teach them uh, put them in a, in, a, in a group of people who have been working within the quantum computing space and learn on the job. I'm a I'm a massive believer of that. Um, if you've got someone who doesn't really understand um, the market and, well, the, the, the kind of the technical aspect and you, you're putting them in a team where they can't learn, can't develop, then that's when you start working out, is that best for that candidate? No, it's not. Let's find a different role for this person where they can actually start doing this. Back back to the point on when people are looking at job specifications and you're looking at the list of requirements here. I, I encourage everyone that I work with to, if they can hit three of those 10 bullet points, apply for that position. Because... If you can already, if you can already feel that you can already do the job already, what's the point of going to do, of doing it again? What are you going to learn there? How are you going to develop in your career if you're already, if you're already doing that job? Do not be disheartened and put off by a list of responsibilities that you feel that like you can't do. Just hit 30% of them and then you'll be able to learn it on the job.
0: Many things have changed in our world over the last two years, but obviously one of them is that more people are working remotely, and sometimes they find that that's their calling in life. They prefer to continue working from home, even when they can go back to the offices. I'm wondering, it it seems that remote working may, may be easy or easier for software engineers, But what are you seeing about hardware engineers that might want to continue to work remotely? Is that an option? I mean, what should companies be? How should companies be thinking about that?
1: Yeah, great, great question. Um, Remote working, and of course, everything that's that's happened recently, it's a topical conversation which comes up more and more. Um, You have your quantum computing businesses who have been born. Out of creating hardware devices and building the machines. They've set a culture and set an environment where people are expected to go into the office and into the lab. They enjoy enjoy that environment Um, and now these companies are either looking to expand and bring their own in-house application and algorithm and software teams in-house rather than partnering with someone else this is where we're going to see a culture shift because the people they're going to be bringing in, especially if they're expecting them to have some experience within the industry, may already be used to remote remote working or flexible working. So are businesses going to miss out by not offering remote working? 100% yes, they will do. Um, it's until the leaders of these businesses and founders maybe um, understand that they could be hindering themselves by not offering remote working um, and slightly having to change their, 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 their culture to, to adapt to what their competitors are doing.
0: When you look at the types of companies in quantum computing, uh, as in other industries, you have big established companies like uh, IBM or uh, Honeywell, now Quantinuum. Uh, but then you have university spinoffs, a bunch of professors that says, well, this is really cool. We're going to take a few of our grad students and start a company. When you advise candidates, what do you advise them to look for? What do you advise them to prefer? And conversely, should the companies be behaving differently when they try to recruit these hard-to-find candidates?
1: I do. I, I, I've seen it, I wouldn't say time and time again, but I've seen where businesses have stemmed from their universities and labs. And they, they still act like an extension of that lab. And they still rest on their laurels of saying, well, you should work for us because we have 54 years of combined experience of our professors who have founded this company. And this is what we're going to be doing rather than trying to work out what the market wants what the individual wants in a position and in a role that's where i really start to like i mentioned earlier to to get this painted picture from our candidates of working out what they want because i refer i relay this data back to our clients to say look look, i think you're slightly missing the mark here um our technical our, technical engineers working on these devices want some exposure to more, well, more a more collaborative environment with the research scientists. Like, are you, Is that something that you can offer? No, we've never really thought of that, Connor. Well, this is what I'm seeing in the market, so I think this is something you need to start looking at. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what I've been seeing, and I think it's, um, again, another another problem to address.
0: I get a good bit of uh, college students that approach me on LinkedIn or email. They may have heard a podcast episode or read a blog or just seen me at an event. And they usually ask something like this. I'm a a third-year student, uh, whether computer science or physics. I want to get into quantum computing. What kind of courses should I be taking to best prepare me uh, for a career in quantum computing? And same also happens when I, I could speak with a marketing person or software engineer from an adjacent field, you know, in machine learning or something like that. What would your advice be to candidates that want to prepare themselves to be the best they can be for uh, the quantum computing companies that you represent and that you seek candidates for?
1: You had a good question. Um, I, I've not really come across that many courses that I've seen benefit my candidates from taking that has that has given them a better opportunity going into a role. I've not had a client say to me, Oh, they've done that course great. Um we really kind of admire kind of people doing that. I've not I've not had one person kind of come back and say that to me. What I do recommend and kind of some advice that I, that I was given um, was from a, kind of a, a director of quantum algorithms at a very large business. Um, when he looks at kind of college applications or get, need to give advice to them, he said he, he, he wants to go to your GitHub or go to kind of any kind of platform similar to that and wants to see it a little bit messy, wants to see kind of a little bit bloody, wants to see your mistakes, where you've gone wrong, your consistency of how many times you're kind of trying to upskill yourself in this, because you can take numerous courses and great, you've done it, you've kind of like read, them. you've gone through reading the books, you've not really applied it to anything yet. Um, the likes of GitHub, you can actually see just what you're doing, where you've gone wrong, how you've tried to adapt. And that's what he, that's what um, they, they, they looked out for. So that, that's kind of the advice I would give on that. Um, With the different types of functions, such as kind of marketing coming in, um, (sighs) LinkedIn's a powerful tool. Um, Get yourself speaking to people, get yourself networking, go to, I I wouldn't say go to as many um, online events, because again, it's a lot of the same these days. It's a lot of the same hype you hear, there may be a different industry they're speaking about but it was just kind of trying to pick your battles say once a month of going to these just to try and to um understand what's going on but just having conversations with the likes of myself more than happy to provide what I'm seeing in industry um I know there's a lot of people out there doing doing the same um on that front as well and just looking to share their their knowledge
0: I've been asking a lot about quantum computing, but now sort of catching myself, there's certainly also quantum sensing and quantum communications um and quantum security. Do you find that one field is is hotter than another in terms of the number of open jobs or you know the the thirst to get qualified candidates into that or are they pretty much
1: equal well as of what so the the, the quantum sensing, communication, and... Um, computing. Quantum computers, Well, as opposed to the quantum algorithms and hardware side to it.
0: Well, I mean, there are quantum computing companies, there are quantum sensing companies, there are quantum communication companies. Oh, no. Do you feel that uh, a certain segment has a, a greater need or uh, a greater lack of talent than... Or, or being able to find talent than another?
1: I think, in terms of the, the the size of the market across the sensing and communication, and the size of the companies, I think it matches um, the needs to a much larger kind of quantum computing company. If they have um, kind of a hundred open roles um, because they have two hundred and fifty employees, to kind of a, a QKD company having ten open roles because they have. Uh, 50 employees. I think there's a good balance at the moment. I don't see one taking over right now. Um on the kind of the, the, the quantum security side to it, it's something we've not really touched upon that much in terms of looking at as a market. It's something that's on our radar um because we we see that that kind of like bolstering onto the quantum computing industry. And it, it, it's something that we're gonna be taking um uh, uh, a, a deeper look into
0: very good so connor how can people get in touch with you to learn more about your company open positions advice anything and in, in about your work
1: yeah of course so I, I just had to look at our twitter handle um but yeah people can reach me at um at connor quantum it's connor c-o double n-o-r um on LinkedIn, more than happy to connect with people. It's just Connor Teague, and you see it come up as Quantum Futures. Um, email handle is Connor at Quantum Futures.com. Um, more than happy to, to set up a call, a meeting. Um, if anyone's going to um, uh, the, the Quantum Beach Conference in, in Miami in uh, middle of February, then I'd love, love to set up a meeting and kind of go for a coffee there as well.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you
1: very much.